And good morning. Welcome back to Driving Theology. This is Mike. And, uh, oh, sorry about that. We got to turn the music off. Sexual lust would be probably the 
first one, but I don't want to go into too much depth on that. But I know, I I know, um, having had conversations with with many men throughout the years, that a, that a lot of men struggle with that, and uh, uh, it's still not something that I'm terribly comfortable about. You know, comfortable talking about, um, which probably means there's still some shame attached. Uh, to that that part of me but anyway um, back to the pride of life so uh, getting a little bit of insight into this and, and actually reading uh, the rest of the scripture after all it was found in John I want to say 1st John chapter 2 uh, is where uh, this scripture is found at any rate it's 1st John uh, 2 or 3 um, where, where John, I said Paul, John is talking about uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Um, being the ways that men are led away from um, uh, Jesus. And so, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes were, were fresh in my mind. I kind of got a, a good sense of, of what that meant. Uh, the lust of, lust of the flesh, of course, being um, centered in the the unhealthy pursuit uh, of fulfilling the various appetites of the body. Um, uh, for example, sex or food or or other kinds of sensual pleasure. Uh, the lust of the eyes were basically uh, materialism, wanting what you see, uh, wanting to have more things. Pursuit uh, and, and acquisition of material um, stuff. Uh, of course, that's a big one as well. But then that brings us to the pride of life, uh, which I really struggled last week to to define. Uh, but this week, I think I have a better grasp. Uh, I can still learn more, and, and as all things that, that I find uh, in the Bible. Sure, there's going to be a lot more depth to be had down the road when I'm ready for it. Uh, but let's just let's just scratch the surface if we can and see how deep we get. Uh, so we can just stop mostly at the word of pride. I, I think that's a good word to stop at. Um, and <clears throat> there's got to be a reason that he phrased it the pride of life, right? Um, <clears throat> It might have to do with the, the feeling invincible, right? It might have to do with uh, that a little bit. This is, I'm just kind of spitballing. I'm gonna spitball some things that it might have to do with and then, and then go into more depth about what I think it probably is. Uh, it might have to do with, uh, you know, feelings of invincibility. And, and when you're young, um, the young feel invincible. Uh, often they feel like they can do anything and try anything and risk anything and come out unscathed uh, and unaffected. Uh, the pride that says, no matter what happens, I'm still going to be here. I'm going to survive. Uh, I'm, I'm strong enough. I'm stronger than you think. And I used to have this uh, when I was young. I can remember being down on other people. Uh, when 
get sick and thinking that, well, I never get sick. You know, I'll never get sick. I'll never, I'll never take uh, such poor care of my body that I'll get sick. Those people are just weak. You know, I can remember having these. It's ridiculous now to even think about that because I've had so much junk, uh, you know, happen uh, since then. But this was, you know, like in my twenties. I felt invincible. I really felt like by sheer uh, willpower um, that I could avoid uh, getting the common sicknesses that most people uh, suffer from. Uh, and, you know, here I am almost 50 now and, and realizing that, well, <laughs> there's a lot of things uh, that will creep into your life uh, that, uh, uh, yeah, Perhaps it could have been avoided, but uh, nobody avoids death. Okay, so the pride of life may have something to do with that—the um, pride that says, you know, I, I myself am invincible; that I will, uh, I will be able to uh, succeed physically where other people have failed. Um, for example. <laughs> Uh, it could also mean uh, pride of your birth, right? Uh, I, I have been born into a good family, or I am of a certain race, or I am of a certain sex, and therefore uh, there's pride that goes with having that uh, status. Um, you know, whether it's, whether it's uh, coming from some kind of nobility, Coming from um, uh, you know some kind of a uh, tradition, um, a legacy, for example, of this or that in your family, and the pride that can go with that. And usually, when when this is the case, you hear people referring to their name a lot. Their name is very important. Well, I'm a McLean, and McLeans do this or that, and, uh, and it's that kind of um, weird pride. The, the weirdness about this kind of pride, though, is that people have no choice uh, in what, you know, no choice of families they're born into, or races or countries, right? You're just simply born. Um, and some people are lucky uh, in the sense of... of uh, You know, in the sense of they they just um, happen to be born in the right place, uh, and some people are unlucky in that, uh, through no fault of their own, they're born into poverty or or oppression or whatever. So to have pride over something like this is simply stupid. Um, what we should have is gratitude uh, and humility uh, at the reality that we through no merit of our own, we're born into good circumstances. Um, so, I, I doubt that's it, although that could be uh, a part of it. Um, the other thing, the other part of life might be uh, intelligence, um, in wisdom, in thinking that you know better than other people, right? Uh, because of your superior mind, your, your 
superior ability to know truth uh, or to investigate or, or whatever. The pride of your own intelligence. Um, and this would be especially um, people who perhaps have done well academically or went to certain colleges or have certain degrees. Um, there can be a pride that goes with this and sometimes it's a simple title. Uh, title that brings this pride, right? Uh, some people seek after titles, the title of, of a professor or, you know, doctor or, or whatever it be. Um, and, and so they, they have a pride uh, in their own ability to understand and they take great stock in their understanding. They they believe they know better than other people, right? Uh, and this kind of pride of intelligence, um, I think probably is the direction um, that, that John is talking about. The pride of life, the pride of, of thinking that, that you know better than anyone else, right? That your way is the, is the superior way. Um, and that I see as a big thing these days. And the reason is all kinds of people have been giving a voice, been given a voice uh, through social media and the internet. Um, Twitter, for example, is is this kinds of thing. You know, is this kind of thing you can uh, you can what's on your mind in what is it, 40 characters or less I forget how it works out but I don't use Twitter so <laughs> I have an account but I really don't use it I'm not sure how it works but anyway you can just say what you think and put it out there uh, into cyberspace uh, and uh, you, can, you can speak your mind let's say in, in short snippets uh, and you can stir up a lot of trouble with your your simple um, words, right? Your simple words, uh, and this usually comes out um, politically, right? Talking about political things that are happening in your country, uh, and so you know you can you can tweet out uh, Trump is an idiot, or uh, you know. I think Trump, Trump is the second coming, for example. Uh, you can get your opinions out there, which you feel are right and correct. Uh, you can get them out there into the world and make people read them and, and make people know what you think about certain things, right? Uh, and and this, this feels like power to most people, right? It feels, it makes us feel um, very powerful, especially to those of us who have not had uh, such a voice or had people that will listen to us. Sorry, I'm sipping a bit of coffee. Hmm. So, yeah, the, the pride of life, the pride that comes from thinking, uh, that you are intelligent or that you know 
better than anyone else. Now, I'm, right now, I'm having a problem remembering just why I think that the pride of life means that. So I'm going to open up. You're going to hear some clicks on this because I'm using the same thing to look at my Bible. I'm going to actually open up First uh, John real quick and see. Yeah, I'm right there already. First John 4. Uh, don't try this at home, kids. Uh, 
even now many antichrists have come. This is how we know that it is the hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have had remained with us. But their going uh, showed that none of them belonged to us. Anyway, um, I was hoping that by reading this scripture, I would have a better idea of what the pride of life means. Um, so I'm just going off. Um, I'm just going off what I've heard and what other suggestions have been. So, all right. Well, I'm just going to stick with uh, the idea that the pride of life has to do with uh, what sometimes is called in Scripture leaning on our own understanding. So what's the what's the alternative, right? What's the alternative of leaning on our own understanding? Because at the, at the end of the day, end of the day, don't we have to do that? Uh, don't we have to uh, trust our own brain to make sense of the world? Um, I've heard it said, um, and I and I really like the way this uh, this phrase kind of works out. It, says you should hold your ideas lightly or you should hold your opinions lightly uh, you could say you should hold your theology lightly uh, and what that means is you can have ideas and you can have beliefs and convictions of course uh, and you can you can you can have wisdom but it's it's pride that causes us to hold so tightly to those ideas and opinions uh, that keeps us from seeing that they could actually be improved upon, uh, that they might actually be somewhat right and somewhat wrong, right? We, we get this idea in our head, for example, this is what a prejudice is, right? Uh, one time, a a black man killed a friend of mine and stole his shoes. Okay, this is a true story. This happened, uh, and I wasn't there. This was a childhood friend of mine. This happened to him later in life, uh, but this this did happen. Okay, uh, and so what I can say is, boom, I knew it. Black people cannot be trusted, and I can take that idea and hold so tightly to it uh, that I miss the fact that, well, no, actually, uh, lots of people can't be trusted. All kinds of crime happens throughout the world. It's not just black people or white people or, or Asian people or, or Hispanic people. It's, it's all kinds of people do bad things, right? And my fear of black people is irrational because of the fact that all kinds of people do bad things in the world. Uh, and so what that what that belief, holding too tightly to that belief, caused me to do, it, it, it caused me uh, a few things. It caused me to, to not be able to see the evil in other races, but at the same time, not to be able to see the good uh, in black people, for example, right? Uh, 
and that's what a prejudice does. It, it's an irrational uh, judgment against people because of the color of their skin, or their religion, or their sex, uh, or today we would say their sexual preference, right? Um, it's irrational, right? It's, it's not accurate. It's not true. Uh, but we can have the pride in the fact that I know better than other people. I know that this is true, right? And so we should hold our our opinions and convictions somewhat lightly. Hold them, yes. Hold them. But allow truth to speak into them so that they can be adjusted to better and better, greater and greater truth. Don't be so proud in your assessment, right? Hold them lightly. Be humble, right? This idea of humility uh, is so important because pride is a blinding force. Pride blinds us uh, to so much goodness and truth. Um, well, and it can also blind us to very real danger as well. <coughs> uh, and so... Anything that you think you know, right? and we all have stuff, right? Uh, for example, I know that nobody should ever drive a Chevrolet. <laughs> That's a prejudice that I've grown up with in my family. That GM is bad, Ford is good, right? That's just a, that's, that's, that's something that, that I've grown up with that actually is surprisingly difficult to kick. Something like that. It's a it's something that you identify your family by. It's a, it's a kind of you know a kind of pride. Uh, and so the the holding on to that that choice so tightly causes me to miss goodness that might be uh, in these other kinds of cars, for example. Right, so you may think you know that that Toyotas are superior, but you know you, you need to hold that a little bit lightly because if you don't, you may miss um, <clears throat> things in your own car that, had you have noticed them sooner, could have you know kept you from having an accident or or whatever. You know, it's it's one of those things, right? Be open, be. Be open to truth, and I think that's the, the biggest thing that the pride of life uh, can do. If we're taking the pride of life to mean um, the pride in our own knowledge, right? Uh, it causes us to not see truth when it's right in front of us, right? Uh, when we think we know something. Um, so be open to truth all the time. Right? Be humble enough to realize you don't know everything. And what you think you know uh, might not be as true as you think it is. Um, and this, you know, if, if more people have done, had done this down through the centuries, uh, there would be a lot less human suffering in this world. I can guarantee that. Um, whether it's, you know, physical suffering or... or you know, mental suffering. Um, one of the things that I think drives you, drives people insane, is the insistence on a truth, on something being true, 
that is so obviously not, but that you can't let go of. You're incapable of letting go. Now we see this right now in, in American politics, right? Uh, both people on the extreme right and on the extreme left believe they're so right that they can't see the good in the other party. Uh, and this, this is obviously the, the pride of life. Well, I know better. I know that the conservative way is better. I know that the Republican Party is better. I know <clears throat> this, that, and the other thing. And therefore, I'm going to uh, just accept everything that the Republican Republican Party puts out there or the Democratic Party puts out there. I'm going to just accept it uh, because that's who I am, right? That's my identity. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a Republican. I'm a you know GOP card-carrying member uh, or I am a... Uh, you know, Republican, uh, sorry, Democratic uh, Party, uh, what do you call it, uh, registered voter. I'm registered as a Democrat, therefore whatever they put out there, I'm going to say yes to. And whatever the Republicans put out there, I'm going to say no to. And this kind of partisan politics, right? That's, that's just about my team, right? It's like going to a basketball game and, you know, everything... My, my team, as far as I'm concerned, never commit fouls. Whereas the other team, that's all they do is commit fouls. But the refs don't see it. The refs have no idea, right? So it, it's one thing to do that in a basketball game, which really has no stakes, right? Win or lose, who cares? It's just for fun. When you're talking about politics and real people's lives and futures and well-beings are in the hands of these politicians, this is not this is not some game. The decisions they make and the opinions they hold have real-life consequences for people. They have life and death consequences. And so to play a game, aka partisan politics, with people's lives is I'm just going to say it it's stupid I think party politics is stupid I think calling yourself a Republican or, or a Democrat is stupid I think making a choice is stupid and especially for people who know Christ who supposedly believe that he's the truth Not the Democratic Party, not the Republican Party. Party politics is just horrible stuff, right? <sighs> but even that, even that thing, you know, that what I think is a truth that I've come up to, I've got to hold that lightly in my hands. You know, I've got to say, well, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe there's some good that can be done with these parties. Maybe there are good people in these parties. Maybe there are parties that uh, people uh, in these in these two parties who uh, actually have a conscience and care about people, care about other people, not just themselves. Um, I can get worked out, worked up about it. But, uh, yeah, anyway, 
playing a game with people's lives uh, when we play party politics. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so the pride of life, right? Have your opinions, voice your opinions, but be ready to listen to people's opinions that differ from yours and be ready and willing to change your opinions based on new or better information. Because cosmologically speaking, we don't know anything. We really don't know much. You know, we, uh, we may know a little bit that helps us get by in our tiny little corner of of the cosmos um, but really there's more we don't know than we do know um, and I have a feeling that will always be the case um, because so much of what we think we know is just conjecture it's guessing sometimes it's educated guessing but usually it's just you know kind of like a little shot in the dark So yeah, I'm uh, getting close to my uh, destination here. I'm gonna have to leave that hanging a bit. Um, I need to work on my my own uh, enslavement to the pride of life and the, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, right? Uh, trying not to be too self-indulgent uh, or too materialistic right trying to find salvation through pleasure or salvation through things or salvation through knowledge and maybe that's what it comes down to um, that we are trying to save ourselves um, in these three ways right Jesus can do that. Uh, and I haven't talked a lot about Jesus in this talk today. Um, maybe that's telling as well. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, anyway, uh, I'm almost there and I'm running just a tad late, so I'm not going to have time to really wrap this up as well as I'd like to, but, Perhaps I will, uh, yeah, expand on uh, one of the other two next time. I'm going to be gone for the next couple weeks in the States. Don't know if I will be able to make a recording while I'm there. I'm going to see my family in the States. I'm taking my family from here to there. So we haven't been back as a family in a long, long time. And really looking forward to that. So we'll uh, see you guys when I get back. And bye-bye.